recap of the highlights you need to know. First of all, they still haven't figured out Iowa yet. They released some results yesterday with barely over half of the votes counted, which is indefensible as statistics. Well, it's just an odd thing to do. Why would you do that at all? Why not just say, look, we're working on it. We're about 60, 70% of the way there. We'll let you know when we're done. If you thought it made things better, it didn't. It made things worse. But uh, Mayor Pete is in first place, barely over Bernie. But that could obviously change dramatically since you still have, as of right now, 30% of the votes still out there. It could change dramatically. And we've moved on to New Hampshire. And nobody cares at this point anyway. So that debacle is over, and it's the end of Iowa as a caucus and... We'll do something different next time, apparently. The other big story is the State of the Union address last night and the personal battles between Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi that happened from the get-go. Oh, yeah. She did not announce him in the traditional way? That was after he didn't look at her when he handed the speech or shake her hand. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right, because he walked up. He just he didn't even look at her. He glanced just to see where she was. He handed the speech without looking at her. She reached out her hand to shake it. He didn't see it or chose to snub her. I think he chose to snub her. Then she snubbed him on the introduction. Do you have that? Um... She has called him a Russian agent. Yes. And crazy. Yes. <laughs> and put Adam Schiff and Nadler and the impeachment crew up front to look at. Uh, for him to look at through the thing. Do you have the? Usually... That could easily be what turned the tide. I didn't know that. Yes. So if if somebody alerted him, hey, just heads up, she put Nadler and Schiff in the front row, that could have been enough for him to think, F her. Right. <laughs> and not shake her hand or look at her. Right. Hey, everybody in politics, be less petty. It's oh, better oh, no. for all of us. I agree. I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. I think their constituencies are calling up. for petty and bitter. It, judging by what I see on Twitter, which I'm reminded every single day and need to remind myself, is not the real world. Twitter is not America. Twitterers are not Americans. I actually have some stats on that I could hit you with. One of the more interesting things about this whole Democratic primary thing was how Kamala came out afterwards and admitted we got tricked by Twitter. Yep, yep. we were fooled by Twitter. We really misread the room because of Twitter. So generally, the Speaker of the House says, Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. Instead, this time, Pelosi simply announced, members of Congress, the President of the United States. Let's see what this fat old DB has to say. Is that what she said? That's a paraphrase. Uh, As Jonathan Hurley put it in The Hill this morning in his uh, editorial urging Nancy Pelosi to resign, it was petty and profoundly inappropriate. Putting aside the fact that this is not her tradition, but that of the House, it is no excuse to note that the President was impeached. Um, such an indignity was not imposed on President Clinton during his impeachment proceeding, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end of it, if you weren't, oh, by the way, Nancy m- was mugging and making faces and rolling her eyes and like shushing members through the whole thing, just a real distraction behind the That was the quite something. And, and then at the end of it, she literally stands up, organizes the text of the president's speech, and tears it up, tears it up and throws it on the desk. In a absolutely petulant and childish display, which has further lowered the status of herself, the House of Representatives, the, the, the institutions yeah, well, read, of government, etc. I'll read Turley's words because he wrote them pretty well. Pelosi seemed intent on mocking President Trump from behind his back with sophomoric facial grimaces and head shaking, culminating in her ripping up the copy of the address. That is, the sitting behind the president. It's just like naughty students behind the school principal. 
and it's then ridiculous. she tore up something far more important than a speech. She shredded decades of tradition, decorum, and civility that we need now more than ever. And Jonathan Turley is not a Trumpster or Trumpist or whatever oh, you call no. Trump's word. No, indeed. By any means. Um, but getting to your point you made just a little bit ago, the core audience for both Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi freaking loved their portion of it. I guarantee you, hardcore Trump fans loved him snubbing her. Yes. Awesome. Do it. Do it again. Spit yeah. on her. And oh, Nancy Pelosi, oh. her crowd thought tearing up the speech, that was the most bold, brave move anybody's ever made. She's a hero. Standing up to, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, how are you going to get anybody to stop if they get rewarded for all this stuff? It's, I, it's I the was, times we're in. You can't run a Whole Foods race and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. You know what, Brian? Yeah, you summarized it beautifully. (laughs) But listen, and and Trump is absolutely complicit in this stuff, in the tearing down the traditions and the decorum and the politeness and the rest of it. And his uh, supporters would say, well, the decorum and the politeness and the phoniness have gotten us screwed over and over again to the point that we uh, chucked all the politicians and voted for the guy from The Apprentice. So, yeah, we know he's different and he's rude. We want him like that. And so Nancy's folks are, are responding in kind, and then we're on to a new and, and strange era of politics. I get that argument. The, the republic, I believe, will survive. I get that argument that it, so we're $22 trillion in debt. If we eventually collapse because we, we, we run out of money, but both parties are civil to each other, is that a win somehow? It's a good question. No. No, it's not. And, and by the way, the president did not say a single word about the deficit. Not a word. N- nor reforming entitlements. In fact, he said he would protect, it to the, protect entitlements to the grave. Your your popular ones, your uh, Medicare and your uh, Social Security. So I don't I don't know. He absolutely knocked it out of the park for an election year speech with a good economy, rallying his forces, trying to bring in uh, persuadables. He absolutely announced or or stated or recognized people with the design on educated suburban women who have been a weak point of the Trump coalition. So politically speaking, I think it was brilliant. It was a great speech. There's, if you hate him, there's lots and lots to hate, um, including he is uh, he comes off as incredibly smug um, a lot. But, you know, I'm not here to pump one side up necessarily or the other. I'm just telling you what I saw. But for the Republican Party, it could not have gone better, well, including Nancy tearing up the speech. If If I found out today that the Republican National Committee had said, look, even though you've already grown incredibly rich off of government, it's funny how that happens, uh, Nancy, we're going to give you a billion dollars, we're going to pass all your priorities in the Senate, and uh, and, and we're going to uh, go ahead and we're going to throw three senatorial races. All we want you to do is this. We want you to tear up the speech at the end of it, because that would fire up the base. I would believe that if I heard that, because I think she so successfully galvanized, and we've talked about this before, how many people I know, friends, business associates, clients, whatever, who have said, look, I, I, I wasn't crazy about Trump, but all this media stuff and the Mueller report and the Russian hoax and now the impeachment stuff, F it, I'm with Trump. I think she just newly minted another 1.5% of people saying, F it, I'm with Trump. Probably. Probably. Millennials are most likely to commit financial infidelity, according to a new survey. Jurors got to see nude pictures of Harvey Weinstein yesterday. Oh, goody. Why? Ah, ah, ah. 
I almost had jury duty yesterday. I I was told just before I went in, nope, we don't need you. I, I'm guessing somebody uh, reached a plea agreement. They thought it was going to trial, and sometimes you got to get down to really, really brass tacks. Where the uh, defense attorney's saying, eh, a fine and uh, two years supervision. Supervisor saying, he's got to do time. It's got to be a year. Years as little as we can go. And they finally settle on six months and, and whatever else. Uh, so just before I was going to go in and administer harsh and decisive frontier justice, they told me, <laughs> stay away. So are you done done? Or are you my- I'm done for the year now. Okay. Because evidently them saying, yep, you got to come in, well, changed their mind, fulfills my obligation. And I was relieved because... I was very tired, um, but I was uh, I was disappointed. And you're a man, and I'm a man who craves leisure. Oh, I am a man who craves leisure, and I was tired, uh, but I was disappointed because it's always such a great experience being on a jury. Yeah. On the other hand, I have never, not even once, been asked to look at a fat guy's genitalia. Ooh. Harvey Weinstein in particular. So she claimed, the witness claimed he had no bollocks. Is that, uh, excuse and, the frank talk, folks. Um, was that proved or disproved by the pictures? I haven't heard that. Well, stay tuned. I w- how could I tune out now? Testy, testy, one, two, three. Oh, stay tuned. Oh, oh, oh. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Madonna's insisting that Prince Harry and Meg Markle uh, move into her bachelor pad overlooking Central Park. And Harry and Meghan said, we've already done the whole living with an older British woman thing. And maybe we might branch out. And... I like it. Madonna with her fake British accent. No kidding. So the other day in the Harvey Weinstein trial, uh, he's a scumbag, and I hope he goes to prison for the rest of his life, and too bad it's not a capital crime and he gets put to death. But um, one of the rape victims described his genitalia in a really odd way that nobody would ever heard before. She said he looked like a burn victim, had no testicles, and apparently needed to give himself a shot to even perform sexually. Yeah. It's odd that we had never heard any of that until now. Yeah. I mean, because there's an entire movement that sprung from him being a sexual predator and a serial rapist and lots of women coming forward. Right. So it's, I just, I don't know what to think. And and how many times has he made people watch him take a shower or shown up to a door with his robe open and all that sort of stuff? You'd have thought that yeah. would have come out at some point. Yeah. Of course, you so know, you kind of confusing. have to assume the position for somebody to really... Yeah. Decide what's going on with the boys. But Anyway, so to confirm that or not, yesterday during the trial, reading from the New York Post here, uh, jurors sat through some cringeworthy testimony and then some pictures oh, with five nude photos of the portly 67-year-old disgraced producer to help corroborate, corroborate the alleged victim's description of his, his odd genitalia. One female juror made a slight face when she saw the pictures, while another woman on the panel raised her eyebrows. So would I. And a male juror opened his eyes widely. Grr. You know, only open your eyes widely if something was unique, wouldn't it? I mean, you can show me a picture of a naked 67-year-old. I'm, I'm going to have no reaction whatsoever, unless there's something odd going on. 
Yeah, I, I see your point. I don't. I haven't thought about this a lot, so I think about it all the time. <laughs> I can't stop. How, how about would it. I react if I were is a it, juror and they is, showed me Harvey Weinstein's balls? Is it, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> is no, it not normal for me to constantly think about sixty-seven-year-old naked men? Oh, okay. I mean, I don't Who am do I that. To tell you to. Uh, do you yeah. like movies about gladiators, son? <laughs> the photos, including a full frontal snap of Weinstein, were among seventy-two shots taken by a photographer at a Manhattan district attorney's office during the investigation. Seventy-two pictures of you naked. Well, they're looking for that one perfect shot. God, how awful would that be? When you're, you know, when you're past your age of wanting to be naked in front of anyone, really. Um, lots of cameras from lots of angles. Bright lights, 72 pictures. Ugh. Well, don't rape people is one way to avoid that. Yeah. Hello. Um, Weinstein was uh, later asked by a reporter outside the courtroom whether the photos were him of the buff, and he's in the buff, and he said, no, it was Playboy. He chortled. Oh, you got to like a guy who's got a sense of humor about being a lifetime multiple rapist. Well, it was like Cosby. Hey, hey, hey. He'd shout out to his fans outside court. Or Michael Jackson up on this... The car dancing. I hope he ends up a burn victim when he's in hell. The photos were introduced as evidence, although not for the public eyes, so nobody's seen them. Outside of the the, the jurors, they held them in such a way that only the jurors would see them. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, a, uh, you and know, I kind of like that as an innocent until proven guilty. I do, too. Hey, oh, yeah. absolutely you got to do Even the that. monster Weinstein. Yeah, absolutely you got to do that, because if you are innocent, that's not cool that all these pictures of me are out there. Especially, well, it would be for me. But. Uh, especially <laughs> if I've got some, you know, not-my-fault deformity thing going on. That That's really uncool. No, you're right. In introducing I retract them, the joke I made. And it made Sean laugh, though, so he's every bit as guilty as me. In introducing them, an assistant district attorney asked DA photographer, the DA photographer, do they fairly accurate, accurately represent how the defendant looked on the date? And the photographer said yes. Yeah, they're good picks. I'm pretty proud of them. So on the other hand, I am looking means. for another line of work. <laughs> you know, when I got into it, I was all dewy-eyed and optimistic out of college. I thought, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to take pictures of old men's genitalia for the sheriff's department. But now I've been doing it 25 years, and I start to think, maybe I should have been a poet. That's rough. Maybe I should have gotten a dad's carpentry business. I'm telling you. So, but has anybody, okay, or done so, wildlife photography. So nobody Something. knows whether the uh, no, accounts of the no. uh, victim, the alleged victim, are true. Yeah, gosh dang it, that's it's so hard. That would oh. be something you'd know immediately. Of course, you know what? You'd be wide-eyed. I, I, I'm wrong. You might be wide-eyed if he's perfectly normal. And you'd think, oh, geez, she's making that up or crazy Crazier, or something. Yeah, yeah. That would make you wide-eyed. Yeah. And if she... Now, I haven't been following it that closely, but I, I did read one article where they said her testimony's pretty key to him getting serious time. That's what I've heard, too. But and I... and if, he, if, if and she broke down on the stand, they had to call off the day because she couldn't go forward. She started crying. Uh, talking about her past sexual abuse, and if it turns out she's completely wrong about what he looks like naked, dead, dead. God, if he walks, God, that's as bad as O.J. Man, well, worse than O.J. I don't think O.J. was going to go out and uh, kill anybody else. No. Harvey Weinstein definitely could rape some more people. I would hope he won't get access to anybody, but uh, it's, you know, the people who prosecute sex crimes and investigate them, are really doing God's work, and and they have a real challenge because often, and we talked about this briefly yesterday, but predators like Weinstein, they are experts. They're like uh, perv priests. They're experts at recognizing the vulnerable, the damaged, people that they can reel in, abuse, 
and then reel in again and then get their trust again and abuse them again because the people are damaged or needy or lack confidence or or what have you. And and so, yeah, often you have problematic victims. And it's, it's, it's a hard way to make a living, but God bless you people who do it. I, I don't know if you have this info. I think it was the prosecution who brought the photos into evidence. I don't think they would do that if it didn't match up with what they were saying. It's a good point, Positive that Sean. That is the, the point. That's yeah. some good uh, legal analysis How there. That's kind of obvious. You'd beyond obvious. Half, you'd think the half-wit co-host Only an idiot uh, wouldn't have thought of that. pair of idiots, excuse me. Kind Don't of take, leave me out of this. Kind of taking away your uh, credit here, Sean, and that only an idiot wouldn't have thought of that. It's faint praise, no doubt. But, nah, uh, that's the only kind I ever get. So no. that's why the guys were. <laughs> that's that's why the guy was wide-eyed. Holy crap! He looks completely normal. What was she talking about? That's what the jurors were thinking. Well, no, no, the prosecution. I got it backwards, I got it yeah, backwards yeah. again. No, okay, no, there you, you go. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> extra, yeah. extra. Yeah, old yeah. simple Jack. I yeah. probably, right. I, I probably I straight, Jack. Can you, do you have a pen to draw a picture? I probably shouldn't be in the care of my own finances or or medical care. You should probably have a guardian. <laughs> we'll take your applications okay, via so, the text line. Okay, so right. So they would have only showed the pictures if it proves she was right. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, well, there you if go. There's something what she had to say. That helps, I guess. Yeah. Might explain why he's the way he is, too. It could. It could. There's a history of that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Three years ago, we launched the great... American comeback. Tonight I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming, incomes are soaring, poverty is plummeting, crime is falling, confidence is surging, and our country is thriving and highly respected again. In short, the state of our nation is strong. Hell yeah, it is. He I've, killed it. I've yet to hear a president come out and say, you know, things are a little shaky. Not so good. Not going so good here. We might want to get on our game. By the way, something. State of the Union address yesterday. Same day Gallup came out, the most respected polling organization in America, with the highest approval rating for Donald Trump he's ever had. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Three years and a month worth of being president. Yep. At 49%. That's really wild coming out of impeachment. So much for he'll be impeached forever. This will damage him going in. If people, he will bear the taint. If people don't care now when it's fresh in their minds, they're not going to care more when nobody even remembers impeachment happened here in eight months. Well, listen, accuse me of sloppy analysis if you want, but his uh, approval rate's gone up 10% during impeachment. So it's either helped him or it just hasn't done a damn thing. That's something. Yeah, it is something. Uh, economy approval ratings, and, and that's the kahuna. I mean, if you don't particularly like the way the president's handling the infrastructure or whatever, and and for God's sake, can you people get together and work on the infrastructure in this country? But anyway, uh, the economy, the economic approval numbers, that's the king 
of approval numbers, and that's very high. We talked about the back and forth between Trump and Pelosi many times. Check it out on the podcast, her tearing up the script and him not shaking her hand and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, He gave Rush Limbaugh, who was there in the crowd, standing next to Melania, Trump's wife. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was there, and Donald Trump surprised him, it appeared, with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and then actually... Had the ceremony there. He stood up and turned around. Melania put the, the medal around his neck. Took a little while. Couldn't get the catches to work. He looked pretty uh, amazed by it, as as you would be. Anybody yeah. would be. Yeah. Um, Washington Post went with this headline. There is immediate hatred from well from people who hate Donald Trump and hate Rush Limbaugh. Of course. Uh, about how awful that was, and it cheapened the medal, et cetera, et cetera. Washington Post went with this headline. Rush Limbaugh joins the likes of Mer- Mother Teresa and Rosa Parks as recipient of highest civilian honor. Obviously trying to make it sound like it's ridiculous. Mother Teresa, Rosa Parks, and now Rush Limbaugh shows you how stupid Donald Trump is or how out of line it was. Well, we went through the list of people who have received this award over the years, and there's been Ellen DeGeneres has one. Bill Cosby has one. Donald Trump has joined the ranks of Cheetah Rivera and Doris Day in winning the medal as well. And Robert De Niro and Robert Redford and Tom Hanks and lots of people who are perfectly lovely and may or may not deserve it, whatever. It's a, it's just, it's a trip. Loretta Lynn, Stevie Wonder, Emilio Estevan, the lesser Estevan, um, please, Bruce Springsteen and Elvis. Come on, just everybody lighten up. So that's fine. Yeah, but the really nice headline, WAPO, that's fair. But you know what? They're in the business of uh, trying to motivate people in a partisan way. So the other big they gave it a try. The other big political story, of course, was the Iowa caucuses that might as well not have happened. Um, they gave out half the results yesterday. They can give out the rest now. It doesn't matter. The the chance to get any momentum or or or, or make a big story for better or worse is gone, and mm. that's the only thing they're worth anyway. They are going to go away, and another nail in the coffin for the Iowa caucuses. The most respected columnist for the Des Moines Register in Iowa. He's the go-to. He's like Dan Balls is for the Washington Post. We have him on all the time. He's yeah. the political voice for Iowa. Said this fiasco fiasco means the end of the caucuses as a significant American political event in Iowa. Hmm. The rest of the country is already losing patience with Iowa anyway, and this cooks Iowa's goose. Um, and frankly, it should, he said. So... When the leading columnist for politics in Iowa says it's over and it should be over. Yeah. Along with all the national people. Yeah. It's, it's probably not going forward. Yeah. That's fine. Times change. You know, I'm looking at this list of Presidential Medal of Freedom recipients, and it just goes on and on. The sportsy people are, are really quite amazing and just goes to show you. It's an expression of you're somebody we really admire. Yogi Berra, Michael Jordan. Roger Staubach, Tiger Woods. Roger Staubach. I mean, that's fine. Yes. Roger Penske, the great uh, auto racing and trucking magnate. Um, yeah, it's fine, but please. Rosa Parks and what was the other one they threw out Alex there? Baldwin. Alex Mother Baldwin. Teresa. Mother Teresa. Who there are plenty of people who are not big fans of hers either. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, well, these are silly times we live in. If so, you want to yeah. drill down deeper, and you probably don't on what Donald Trump's doing, I saw an interesting column on how... Trump is trying to split off some of that black vote that consistently 90%, 9 out of 10 black voters vote Democrat for president. Right. 
And Trump, with a couple of things he did in the address last night and his big Super Bowl ad where he talked about a, a black woman who was incarcerated for drug charges or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with all those issues, if he can peel off, I was going to say 20 or 30 percent, but if he peeled off even 10 percent, he's practically unbeatable. It was a major emphasis of the speech last night, what the Trump administration has done and hopes to do for the black and Hispanic communities. Um, it was unmistakable, it was repeated, and it was actually pretty well done, if you ask me. Toward the end of it, the last third of it is always a checklist of either things that won't happen or statements to keep the base rallied. The president spoke strongly in favor of pro-life policies. Uh, strongly and unmistakably, he also vowed that we will control the border, we will have merit-based immigration, the wording carefully chosen to make sure it was a question of law and order, not not race or ethnicity, anything like that. I thought it was very, very well done, but that definitely made the base happy. So it was good. It was just too damn long. Listen, I'm a free speech absolutist, and I think an hour is plenty. Plenty. Why does it need to exist? Well... It, well, it doesn't need to exist. The president just has to I deliver it, some sort of report to Congress. I like the idea of the Iowa caucuses and the State of the Union address both disappearing the same week. Well, of I know all, you all like us, it. De- all of us deciding we don't need either one of those. If Donald J. decides to do that, he's out of his mind. He'd have to be psychotic. For this, him to end it? No. Yes. As president, you want it. Right. It's your best commercial you ever get. You're speaking as a citizen. Yeah. I yeah. don't understand why the other branches and, and the other party... And uh, and citizens put up with it. I I don't know. I I kind of like it. Mm. It's it's way too long, but I, I just I enjoy it. I can't handle it. I like clapping. the pageantry. You do like pageantry. Oh yeah. Well, well, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a tiara right now. The president of the United States. <sighs> and then all those sad characters trying to just touch the President of the United States to get even a tiny bit of his power. Yeah, we don't have kings here, all right? Settle down. It's just sickening. And then afterwards, every one of them wanting to get in a camera shot with Mr. President. Great speech, Mr. President. Oh, you people are pathetic. Yeah, well, that's D.C., man. Boot-licking, pathetic, weak. And then on the other side, you got the people spitting at boots, which is the, the Democrats who are going to all sorts of pains to act disdainful, disinterested, including... The POTUS would say something that they'd been campaigning on for years and saying, hey, we got together with the Democrats and we got it done. And the Republicans would cheer and the Democrats would sit there like, I hate this. It's not enough. But we all know what's going on. And as soon as there's a Democrat in the White House, the Republicans will do the same. So whip de poo poo. And finally, there's this. (laughs) My final comment. Scientists studied a creature, a living creature, because if it were a rock, it wouldn't be exciting. A living creature that didn't move for 2,569 days. Researchers studied this thing for eight years, and it didn't move at all in that entire time. (laughs) Do I have food and drink near me? Of course, you'd have to move to ingest them. It's a cave-dwelling salamander. Really? I thought you were going to go with some sort of thing that's kind of sort of technically alive. It's a, a fungus that grows under the state right. of Michigan. No, this is a, like a you know a beast on the earth. It didn't move for how long? A cave, uh, over seven years. A cave-dwelling salamander that a Hungarian scientist describes as a, hanging around doing almost nothing. How is it almost? How is it not dead? Um, they studied a group of these olms over an eight-year period and discovered there was one that didn't move for over seven years. Uh... 
I didn't know where to go. <laughs> Clocks less than 32 feet of total movement over a decade for most of them. This is a particularly lazy one. Most of them get around yeah. much more. 32 feet per decade, though. Yeah. You tell me once a year you kind of amble over a yard and then stop? <laughs> they live in darkness, they're blind, and they go years at a time without eating. They have no predators. I'm sorry, they're gay? I mean, they're gay? <laughs> they're blind. I mean, they're blind? They have no predators, so they got nothing to worry about. The only act that requires movement is mating, which happens every 12 and a half years. See? That's the same with me. That's, <laughs> that's plenty of motivation for me to move, like, I don't know, three, four feet per year. Michael, you probably ought to play that clip so new listeners don't think I've lost my mind. We're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. So, so we'll yes. hear about that coming okay. up. Okay. <laughs> they believe this might be the most energy-cautious beast on the planet. I'm saving up my energy in case I need it. You never know. I'm not doing anything. You I'm not never. eating, I'm not mating, I'm not moving. Stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> Call me if something happens. I'm thinking of moving a foot in September, but I, I'm not committed. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biden finally acknowledged he sucked on uh, Monday night in Iowa because he was saying yesterday in Iowa that, hey, we had a good night in Iowa. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? He is crazy. So he said today, uh, oh, can you scroll that back, uh, Hanson, uh, the left column? Um, Biden just said, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He just went by it. Never mind. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We took a gut punch in, uh, in Iowa, but we can make a comeback. So he's recognizing it. Mm. Half of that is true. And right. You took a gut punch. You were not going to make a comeback. Correct. Corn State was a bad state. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a difference. Yeah, That's so pretty good. Nah, it's a work in progress. I liked it. Uh, Jonathan Turley, you know him? You like him? He's uh, quite the uh, the legal mind. He says Nancy Pelosi ought to resign. That's a heck of a thing to say about the Speaker of the House. Made a complete jackass of herself last night through the speech. And I would agree, tore up the speech afterward, which was just inexcusable and childish and dumb, but I liked your analysis of it, Jack. I thought you made a great point earlier. I did. About, you know, well... I I think, yeah, I was thinking I I could end the show the way I began the show, because I go back and forth between just enjoying the ugliness of it and the the drama and the soap opera. I mean, began the show by shuffling in muttering, so that's the way you want to end the show. That is the way I begin the show. Um, uh, I don't know why I even bothered to do this stupid job. Because we regularly talk about how we're rooting for chaos and ugliness and all that sort of stuff, and it's fun, and we, we enjoy laughing about everything like that. But I had a, I had a moment of uh, a brief moment of clarity last night and this morning where I just think, you know, I like this country. I want my kids to grow up in the same successful, safe country I did. I want government to be as little a part of my life as possible. And then these jackasses that are turning it into their own... Well, TV reality show and scoring points and just the the most childish of ways. Mm-hmm. So they can hold on to the money spigot and power. And it's not good. So when, when Trump wouldn't shake her hand or look at her and then she's rolling her eyes and tears up speech, I just think this isn't good. This is, yeah. It's fun, but it's not good. Yeah, well, I actually agree with you on that. Um, what I was talking about, though, was that Trump is so brilliant about no matter what's going on, he will dictate what the news is talking about. 
And what you pointed out earlier was that at the end of a really great, overly long, but great speech by Trump, from the Republicans' point of view, she stole all the headlines by tearing up the speech. She may have completely taken his playbook of not only do you become the story, you don't care if it's negative or if a bunch of people have a negative reaction to it. doesn't matter. You were the story. Well, at, the very, six- least, at the very least, she said, over here, over here. You're not talking about that. You're talking about this, which is vicious but astute. Number one story coming out of the State of the Union last night was was that. Her tearing up the speech. Yeah. And you either for it or against it or think it's awful or funny or whatever you think it. But she, don't mess with me. She got to dominate the news cycle. She may completely now understand that. To quote one of our beloved listeners, somebody please throw a bucket of water on her just to see what happens. I mean, it's worth it. She's going to be your uh, going to be your high heels sitting there, right, in her dentures. <laughs> her false, her be false teeth in a puddle of water. Yeah, there's going to be more than that that's that's uh, added on to her. Okay. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they actually voting today on the whole removal or not? That's what I'm told. And then that's the final, final? <laughs> yes. Okay. And they're still belaboring the hell out of it on the liberal news channels, too. Still going over the freaking accusations and the call and the whistle and the transcript and the Rudy and the just going over it and over it and over it. Hey, parents, did you know that the number one uh, show... Well, first of all, did you know the number one show in America is The Masked Singer? That was on last night opposite of the State of the Union. What's the deal with that show? I don't even know what that is. is. Literally. Literally. Yeah, it's uh, so briefly. C to B list celebrities uh, put on uh, essentially a mascot costume, and then they sing, and then there's judges who try to guess who the celebrity is. And they're not necessarily a singer? No, no, usually not. Oh, I see. Okay, that wasn't clear to me. It's karaoke... Uh, it's costume karaoke, and you have to try to guess what rando celebrity is the one singing. Okay. Uh, who's the fat little Asian fellow? He looks entertaining. On the show? I don't know. I haven't actually He's watched the, the show. the judge. Okay. Yeah. But I was going to say, parents, tonight the Lego show is on. The oh, new uh, American okay. Idol for Lego builders. So uh, yeah. my kids are very excited about that. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. <laughs> what? What? It's not even a good Picard. No, it's terrible. His Here. show's back, though. Yeah, yeah. Is it, Whose is, show? That doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is. He presses all the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Thank goodness. Mike Langelow, final thought. All right. Replace the Iowa caucus with a Dance for Delegates contest. Have the candidates dance, but because they're old, there'll be a lot of waltzes and a lot of foxtrots. Beautiful. Just an idea. That's a good one. It's out of the box. Hey, Positive Sean, a final thought? Yeah, I'm on a good run. I think I'm uh, four days in a row of actually cooking food on my stove, using my microwave less and less, certainly not doing drive throughs or takeouts or anything like that. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Well, good for you. Yeah, keep that momentum. Jack, final thought? One of the viral videos of the day is a coyote and a badger that become friends and hang out together. And I'm wondering if maybe I... Retweet that and send it to Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump. See if we could get the same sort of common enemies becoming friends and not clawing each other's eyes out or bite, biting each other in the neck. It sounds like a fairly charming children's story taking shape there. Why don't you oh. write a rough draft of that uh, today, Jack? Uh, my final thought, you know, it's funny. I was going to go with something uh, diet-related as well, Positive Sean. Um, my wife is hardcore 
uh, about losing some weight, and I'm not there yet. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm, like, going to have some pretzel chips while I watch the news, and i got to kind of hide them because she sits down next to me. Because it's a lot easier if you're both on board or both not on board. Or I decide I'm going to have a glass of wine, and she's not. And so Who I wants a milkshake? Sneak it around. If there's one thing I know about relationships, it's that deceit is important. <laughs> Well, it's kind of the oil that keeps the machine running, isn't it? Hiding, hiding your chips and drinks. Say, I gotta go to the bathroom again, and you're in the bathroom, and you got a milkshake and wine, and Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. We have all our podcasts there, the on-demand stuff. One more thing, the extra large. Our uh, new AG merch, including the incredibly popular "How's Your Utopia Coming Along" T-shirts. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say well, that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? You can't run a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. I hear you. Armstrong and Getty.